0: Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of MHI Cast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing the MHI Annual Industry Report, such a staple with this community, uh, and we'll actually be reviewing it with the panel from Promat DX. So, if you weren't able to join us live during the event, this is your chance to absolutely catch up uh, today with us uh, in studio, if you will, <laughs> is John Paxton, CEO of MHI, Thomas Boykin with Deloitte Consulting. Annette danik Akey from Penguin Random House, and last but not least, Dr. Randy Bradley from the University of Tennessee. Thank you all for being with us. John, if we could start with you, tell us a bit about the report this year.
2: The report is titled, Innovation Driven Resilience, How Technologies and Innovation Help Supply Chains Thrive in These Unprecedented Times. The report is our eighth consecutive year and it reflects the views of over 1,000 manufacturing and supply chain leaders.
1: Time sure does fly. Eight years. Wow. Um, you know, resiliency in supply chains has been a focal point for the past year, and, and no surprise there, many operators have been adopting technologies because of these uncertain times. So the next question is, is for Dr. Bradley. In your opinion, what effect has COVID had on supply chain resiliency?
3: COVID has really caused us to rethink what we really consider or view a supply chain as. And I think for years, some have even said, is supply chain the right moniker? Is it the right label to have? Because we we do realize that it's a network. But I think even more so now as a result of COVID and its impact globally, and not just in one particular region of the world, we begin to see that it's, it's a network of networks. And so I think organizations now, when they start to think about supply network design or supply network redesign, we often say, think globally and act locally. The problem is, we didn't always think globally. We really thought locally and we acted locally, even though we had put forth the efforts and the initiatives to ensure that we had a very lean, efficient supply chain. And what we realized and what COVID has demonstrated is those lean, efficient supply chains are also brittle. And so now what we're having to do is we're having to take stock and say, how lean is lean enough? Not can I get it as lean as possible? Because now we have to have that extra level of resiliency built into it.
1: So staying lean while being resilient, it seems like more operators are going to be transitioning to a more flexible supply chain uh, now more than ever. Thomas, if you could weigh in on this, can you take us through some of the key findings in, in this year's reports and specifically uh, what sorts of technologies are companies looking at you know, in, in, in order to stay nimble
4: and stay resilient? We identified and have been tracking 11 technologies that we define as leading based on their potential to impact supply chains current and also supply chains of the future. So in terms of adoption, this year's survey revealed that cloud computing and storage is being used by 57% of companies surveyed, followed by inventory and network optimization tools, sensors and automatic ID both being used by over 40% of of respondent companies. Robotics as well as predictive and prescriptive analytics are in the 30% range of adoption. Industrial Internet of Things, wearables and mobile technologies, 3D printing, autonomous vehicles and drones are in the 20% range. And finally, blockchain and artificial intelligence, a fairly new technology that we've been tracking, are being used by 12 to 16% of companies surveyed. Note that each of the technologies is projected to be used by over half of respondents within five years. And also interestingly, note that the top two technologies most used today are projected to be used by nearly 90% of companies surveyed within five years. The next four technologies will be used between 72 and 82% of companies. So as you can see, adoption rates are increasing as we continue to track the use of these emerging technologies.
1: Thanks for that, Thomas. What about challenges that companies are seeing or experiencing? Is there anything in the report about that?
4: The results of this year's survey are consistent with those from prior years. When it comes to supply chain challenges, respondents continue to report that their greatest challenge is hiring and retaining qualified workers, 52% of respondents rate that as challenging, extremely challenging, or very challenging. Close behind is forecasting at 48%. And the category of customer requirements in which customers continually expect and demand faster response times at lower cost. 39% ranked supply chain disruptions as extremely or very challenging, not surprising uh, following the pandemic. When the findings of this report make clear, is that data and technology are essential components needed to power supply chains of the future but what it also makes clear is that another central component will be the people it takes to run these next generation supply chains and the skill sets necessary to connect them to digital supply chain technology
1: yeah i I think those are some very understandable challenges thank you john uh i know that mhi about two years ago, introduced the Supply Chain Digital Consciousness Index and and MHI introduced it to help companies evaluate where they are in the process of implementing digital technologies. Uh, Can you just share a bit more uh, about this index?
2: This is a tool that you can use and you really should use to find out where you stand on the uh, digital consciousness and the developmental process. 625 companies have used this tool and the results show that 71% of them, those companies, are developing. They're developing their digital consciousness tools and skills. Uh, there's 12% that are dormant. That means they haven't really started. My recommendation would be perhaps they should uh, pick up the pace. And then uh, there are good, there is good news in that uh, there's 12% and another 5% that are in the heightened and elevated categories. So customers, are, are companies are adopting. They're moving forward and uh, with their digital
1: consciousness. Well, it sounds like the majority of people are starting to find digital solutions, which is great. You know, that'll certainly help them, you know, keep up with demand. Uh, Annette, can you talk to us about digital adoption of technologies and what that means to you, especially with the past year that we've had?
0: I really like in the report that resilience is is in the report. And it talks about, we all built that muscle this year. I know we all did. So, and there were three phases that you go through. So first you respond, then you recover, then you thrive. So we're, I'm part of Penguin Random House we books. And so in the beginning when we just had to respond, some of the things that came up was that one were books. So we basically ship books to bookstores and we have author events. So we couldn't have those author events anymore physically so we had to find a way to do that digitally and then another thing was that as the pandemic started uh, schools started shutting down so we needed a way for teachers to give them the permissions and the copyright um, permissions to be able to read books to their students online so we just put one foot in front of the other during the respond phase and then we moved on to the recover so as you're dealing with all those shifts you realize you have all these capacity constraints and breakpoints and you move into this recovery phase and you're just scrambling to put data together from different reports and if you're lucky if you were lucky i was very lucky then you have a boss or you have a ceo who would have come to you and say what do you need so you started creating your little checklist okay this is what i need hey remember that digital technology that i was telling you about I could use that, or I could use this. Um, And then you move into that thrive.
1: Well, thriving indeed. (laughs) It sounds like you have an excellent support team that helps you incorporate new ideas. Um, Obviously, e-commerce has grown significantly in the past year. And according to the report, we're likely to see that trend continue. I don't think that's surprising anybody here. Uh, But Annette, what have you noticed about this trend and how do you think it's affecting companies investing in supply chain innovation and technologies
0: it's definitely here to say what is it what does it mean so you need to then figure out where do you have your inventory so how do you have your inventory network set up for that e-commerce um what kind of equipment do you need to process that and then um tools for distributed order management to say well should i there's a trade-off do i keep more inventory do I balance the freight cost and how do, you know, complete order, split them? So all those types of things we need to we need to assess and um, and, and bring on those bring on those systems and tools.
1: Well, certainly those are all good things to keep in mind when assessing your organization's needs. So Annette, thank you very much. Dr. Bradley, I'd love to toss this question over to you. What's one of your favorite findings from the report this year?
3: One of the findings that I that I think resonates with me the most is when I begin to see organizations are truly now partnering with the vendors of the emerging solutions. Rather than these being transactional relationships, we begin to see where these relationships are really more strategic. In addition to that, I believe we are now beginning to shift the focus a little bit more in terms of how do we address the the greatest challenge that we've seen now for five consecutive years, which is that ability to identify, attract, and retain the talent. And so, again, we, we, we continue to see that, but I think the fact now that we have some guidance that we put forth in the report to help organizations know, hey, here are some mechanisms that we know work. And, the, and, and so it's not just giving them good ideas of what to do, but giving them practical ideas that we know have proven to work in other organizations, whether it's in our industry or whether it's actually in other industries. And I think another thing that jumped out at me is where you see the building of long term relationships or longer term relationships, because that has been a major issue in our industry, particularly if you look at the relationships between an organization and a 3PL. We typically give them very short contracts, but yet we put a burden on them to innovate so that they can make things more efficient for us and generate greater revenue or bring about greater cost savings. But there wasn't always this reciprocal commitment to the point to where we were going to give them a long term engagement such that they could recoup the cost of those investments. And so when I see building longer term relationships as being one of the top new strategies, that excites me probably more than anything else in the report, because what it's saying is that we get it. We get the fact that a supply chain is a social organism that exists because of the way people choose to engage with one another on behalf of each other.
1: I can absolutely see why you'd be excited about both of those findings. Dr. Bradley, thank you for sharing. And thank you each and every one of you for for sharing what you have today and and doing the work that you do as part of this uh, report and the impact that inevitably you will and are making on the MHI community. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to this MHI Cast episode featuring John Paxton, Thomas Boykin, Annette Danik-Akey, and of course, Dr. Randy Bradley. Go to mhi.org and download your very own copy of the annual industry report. There, you can find next steps, including identifying and managing your priorities to develop an action plan, how to strategically invest in technologies needed to make your operation more digital, and developing a customer experience mindset. The 2021 Annual Industry Report can be downloaded at no cost to you at mhi.org slash publications slash report. And while you're at it, make sure you measure your supply chain digital consciousness index at mhi.org slash DCI today. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to that next level of success. So thank you for making us a part of your professional development journey.